Welcome to Artful Aging with Amy, where I ask caregivers and professionals the difficult questions that will give you guidance on your life's journey. Support is only one conversation away, and this is your first step. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. We talk a lot about moving and downsizing, as well as making plans and being proactive. Today, my guest and I are going to break down a few of the barriers when it comes to designing your space and so that it's the right fit for you and things that you love remain with you. Sue Pitchworth is an international award-winning designer, a TV personality, and professional speaker. Sue is known for making design easy, fun, and affordable. Forget everything that overwhelmed or intimidated you about design. It's a whole new world when you work with Sue. Believing that, um, believing the home is an expression of your life and personality. Sue says when most people usually have a lot of what they need, they just don't know that they have it. Welcome, Sue. Thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thanks so much, Amy. I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm so happy to have you. I speak with many people who are downsizing and trying to wrap their heads around it, but more often than not, they're overwhelmed with not only the process, but how to see themselves and their things in the new space. So, you know, I've been known quite a few times to go into a retirement residence for interest, uh, for in, for this purpose and actually be like, hey, this is a queen bed <laughs> and this is your nightstand and this will fit here. And because people are very visual, I'm very visual, so I totally understand it, but it's really hard to not only visualize your space and what'll fit, but you know, bring a piece of you and not feel like, you know, if it's a retirement home, you know, a lot of people don't want to move to retirement living. And so, you know, they wanna make it as nice as possible um, so that they feel comfortable. So. So let's talk about why designing your space for your needs and your taste is so important. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, for me, you know, I've been in the business over 20 years and my whole philosophy has always been since day one is that your home should reflect who you are. Uh, it should reflect your family's personality or your personality. Uh, surround yourself with things that you love. And for many of us, um, we try try and do that, but it's really difficult, especially, you know, when your parents pass away, your grandparents pan you down something. So most of us, I think, when you take a look at your home, you're not loving it. It doesn't reflect who you are. There's too much stuff. And it's just so overwhelming. It, there's just so much to do. Where do you start? How do you know what I like? How do you know what you like? How do you know what to keep or to get rid of? But really, it really does come down to no matter how large or small your space is to surround yourself with things that you love and that mean something to you. Uh, that is like my number one uh, tip that I could leave with the audience today. It does make you joyful. It makes you happy and it affects you emotionally and it affects you and your family physically as well. You know what I realized, Sue, the other day I was looking around and I realized that I hadn't really put a lot of my own personality into my own house. I, you know, you, we get busy, you know, things are just, it's just there. Right. And, um, I started wanting to put some more personality and it's just a little bit difficult with my husband and I, cause he's very, let's do things gray, black and white. And I'm like, let's do things pink and, and teal and like whatever. <laughs> right. So what's the middle ground. And so I just like slightly started designing more things 
And um, I was saying, I, I've talked about this many times on the show, and our father-in-law, my father-in-law lives, is going to be living with us. And he also ha- likes bright colors and things like that. And so now I'm telling Mike, you're outweighed in the house now because we're going to have some style in here. <laughs> but, you know, even getting sick of the way one thing looks or wanting to change it, I just didn't realize that I actually hadn't decorated things the way that I would. I just kind of live here, right? So it was just a a weird moment, but I'm sure like a lot of people are doing that. And I see in retirement living and long-term care, a lot of people just, it's just there. They just move a bed. They just move a chair. You know, some people don't even hang pictures. Some people don't paint anything. And so, you know, I think that design, I'm sure you'd agree, but designing your own space to make it happy for you and, you know, to make it comfortable when you walk in and you can just go, this is my house, right? And this is, you know, where I want to be. Yeah, for sure. And it's so, it's, this is such a timely conversation uh, for me, especially because my dad just moved into a retirement home. So we actually went through all of this stuff. So taking, uh, so he did the big move when he moved from Toronto to uh, Ottawa. Thank goodness. Um, but now he's moved from the condo to the retirement home. So really, he has to figure out what he wants to take. And it really, you know, I went over there every day. We did a little bit. We didn't overwhelm him. Uh, And it was, what is going to make you the happiest? You have, you know, a smaller space. So it's even more important to bring things that mean even more to you when you're in that smaller space. Because, you know, retirement homes can be, look like institutions uh, uh, that, Inside of your space is your home. And I always say, it doesn't matter where you live. You can live in a retirement home, a basement apartment. You can rent, you can buy. It's your home. And that feeling of home should be there for everybody. It doesn't matter how small or large your space, how expensive, how inexpensive, if you rent or you buy. It's really where you should feel safe you know, and create special memories. Um, And you can do all those great, wonderful things in a retirement home too. My dad loves it. And just shocked at how this is his small little space. He's got a nice little balcony um, and he really, really enjoys it. Well, (laughs) Well, that's perfect. And I find, I mean, just you know, briefly speaking about this with retirement living, retirement homes and long-term care homes, Again, our viewers know that we've explained this before. There are two different kind of situations. Long-term care is is more medical. But what I find is that more people put energy and time into retirement home uh, living than they do into long-term care. And there's a lot of people that move to long-term care and they don't do anything extra to make it extra homey. And usually it's for your loved one. Generally speaking, in long-term care, you're going to have an advocate to help you with that. And I find that, you know, in that scenario, in scenarios where people have uh, diminished cognitive abilities and things like that, when when families are taking care of it, sometimes the families don't consider, sure, you know, there might be some diminished cognitive, there might be high medical, there's still a person there, there's still, your loved one's still there, their loved one still has memories, you know, for people who have cognitive issues, sometimes those memories are 20 years ago, right? And so like, what can we do? That would have reflected that time for them to so that they know that's why things like shadow boxes exist outside a room so people have those memories and stuff so i find that you know if 
more so, you know, a lot of us don't take the time, generally speaking, to decorate, uh, but even more so when you're trying to get care and things like that for your family member, we don't take the extra time. And I think a lot of it is actually to do with stress levels too. Like finally, we just, you know, especially as long-term care, we finally got them into long-term care and we can all breathe and then we forget to make it homey. Some people, I think that a lot of people have stopped doing this. Hopefully, you know, our, my team has been influential in that as well. But some people would, when I used to work in retirement homes, they would move their loved one in and literally just their loved one would walk in and there'd just be boxes everywhere. And it's, you know, let's set people up for, you know, a good experience, right? And not, not just kind of put them in a room where they got to figure out where everything goes. And that's why services exist to do that. They set up the whole thing and and folks like you exist to help figure out what they need, right? So, Sue, what are some of the main concerns that you encounter with individuals who are kind of lost in this process? Oh, my goodness. I think, you know, the majority of people feel overwhelmed. They feel stressed. Um, they just really don't know where to start. And for a lot of people, especially if you've lived in a home for, for many, many years, you know, when you moved in originally, it could have been 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, everybody put their furniture where they put it. Was it thought of, thought about why they're putting it there? No, they just put it there. It was too heavy. They didn't want to move it in the next room. And that's sort of how they've lived. I'd say the vast majority of people never move their furniture around. They sort of add to, add to things. Um, and a lot of the time, less is more. You know, you always hear that. Less is more, especially when you're in a smaller space. Um, and the less doesn't mean it's less valuable to you or less emotional to you. It's really selecting, being very selective. And that's really hard for people. Um, so I had, you know, I just had this wonderful experience with my dad. We really looked at almost everything he had. It's time consuming. But I think having that time and having those conversations, what do you think about this vase? Or do you want to bring this art? It gives them the opportunity to relive the memories. And it's a real process, as you know, and your audience knows. You know, selling at any point in time is a process. It's very emotional, even if it's for a good reason. Um, but stress, you know, being overwhelmed, those are really the key things um, that I encounter uh, in emotion, lots of emotion for sure. Yeah. The whole process, most of the processes we deal with in life can be emotional, right? And, you know, good, bad, depending on what it is. And, you know, we're even trying to get our a room here ready for my father-in-law. Right. And it's like, I want it to be, you know, sort of ready for him, but then we're also bringing his stuff. So then we have to kind of do it with him here because we don't physically have everything. And it's, you know, it is time consuming. And if it's wrapped in a situation that's in crisis or whatever, it can be even more emotional, more stressful. And then, you know, things like design features and hominess kind of go to the bottom of the list, which is unfortunate, but it does happen. Um, so what types of items should people look at when making the decision of what to bring or even how to better set up their existing spaces? What should we be looking at? Uh, you know, I think when you take a look at a room, um, 
living in that space, having conversations with, you know, family or a friend that comes to visit, how does that room function? Are the seats too far away? That's like most people tend to, if they have, they have a large room, they put the couch on one side, the chairs on the other, and literally you're yelling at each other because you're so far away. Um, in a smaller space, it's even more challenging because depending on the size of your furniture, you may need to angle the furniture. And for most people, people, the majority of people put their furniture against a wall or against a window. That's sort of how they understand the room to work. But you can angle furniture. You can pull a chair away from the, the wall and have it sort of in space. Um, and it's so funny because when I go to people's homes, we, we try and do that right away. And they're so stressed out that we're going to attempt this because number one is change. And my goodness, I've had it this way for how many years? But once we do that, they're shocked. And 100% of the time, they're like, I cannot believe I've lived this way for this amount of time. And just by angling a chair or angling a couch, removing you know, a, a piece of furniture that you don't need in that room. I had a gentleman, I went to his home. He had 12 stools in one room. In his mind, he wanted everywhere there was a possibility of sitting. He wanted to have a stool. So I had to diplomatically, we whittle it down to two stools. <laughs> but it's habit. You know, we're all creatures of habit. And change is... You know, I personally love change, but most people do not, you know. I'm there with you, Sue. I, you know, I love me an angle and a couch table, like the tables that go behind the couches. <laughs> but, oh. you know, you're right. Like our furniture doesn't really move. Um, and my husband is very much against a wall. Like it's, you know, I don't know how he functions life with me because I like change as well. I get pretty bored. So it's like, let's move this and let's try that. And let's do this. <laughs> I don't know if he likes this couch table that we just bought. I don't know what it's called, but the table that goes behind the couch or not. It's just kind of there now. <laughs> He's just dealing with it. But that's like, I love to put things on angles because I find it so much more interesting. Um, but it's tricky when you're living with somebody else, right? You want to make sure everybody's comfortable, right? So, you know, I'm sure that you've come across that as well, that it's, you know, it's one person is one way, the other person is the other. How do you make it homey for two people uh, without, you know, making the one person feel like, you know, they're living at somebody else's house, right? Yeah. Have you come across that before? Oh, for sure. And hence, the name of my company is Decor Therapy. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> because when there's two people, doesn't matter if they're spouses or brothers, family, whatever, friends, they're usually different, right? And and what they want and what they 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 like. Um, so I'm sort of like the the referee, and I'd say a lot of the time, you know, with middle age and older generation, and sometimes with the young too. So I shouldn't generalize an age, you know. It's that recliner or that chair that has to be at the right degrees to watch the TV sports and that cannot move at all. And meanwhile, you know, the other partner, the spouse or the wife wants it out of there. <laughs> but it is, it really truly is the art of compromise. And like anything, you know, in a relationship or a marriage, right? Um, but, you know, the way I sort of deal with it is, 
you know, we hear each one, you know, what they're, what they want. And then we start moving things around where allowed. And then usually what happens is if the, if the guy says this cannot move, that stays where it is. We move everything else around. That's what I was thinking. We just cycling around that chair. But yeah. it's, it's good to know too, right? Like it's good to know, you know, this is how I feel. This is like the thing that I want, right? This will make me feel homey. This will make me happy. And then, you know, most often they don't care about the other furniture. It's, you know, it's like you said with the chair, it's very specific, right? So we can move the rest of the stuff. But yeah, it's very interesting. And like anything, like you said, it, you know, compromise and, and try to make it work for everybody. Um, Sue, when we first met, you had mentioned that people are really interested in your Dollarama finds. And I'm thinking that you have some for us today. Do you have, um, well, first, can you explain to to our audience what I'm talking about? And also, what do you have for us? Oh, my gosh. So Dollarama, you know, years ago, the dollar store, I don't think anyone really shopped there because everything was old and, you know, didn't look good. But with the advent of Dollarama, there's a lot of great things out there that you just never know what you're going to find. And I do a lot of talks on finds that I've found there. And people are shocked. And they really, really are. I'm going to show you one of my newest finds is this lovely pot. It's clay, it's heavy, and it was $3. So the beauty of uh, shopping at Dollarama, you don't have to spend a ton. And they're very, very good from a home design perspective of knocking looks off. So here's another. So this is a metal um, flower. And you've probably seen all these different types of things at HomeSense. Well, these are like two bucks each. And I usually buy them in groups of three. And they look really nice in a bathroom or a hall uh, wall, depending, you know, how wide it is. Uh, just a really great um, look. So you could spend, you know, $9, under $10, or you can spend $19.99 or $29.99, depending. And that's my joy is uh, giving people the look without spending money. I love it. For me personally, I... Every day I use serviettes that I buy at Dollarama. It's just this goofy little thing that I do for self-care. And here's a few. So this is really cute with succulents. They have all different colors. Oh my gosh, it matches my top. Um, and then this is awesome. It's got cheers written on it. This is my favorite. And I stocked up. I love home. So these little things make me very happy. Uh, this lantern. They have all sorts of different lanterns. You see that the light is on. These are great inside and outside. I actually put these outside on my porch in the winter. The porch is and it's awesome. And you can pick these up for like three bucks. Uh, the biggest, um, I mean, this is a really neat clock. And it's got its own hanger, which I pretty neat. You know, and you would never imagine that I paid $4 for this. Never. I find that, you know, there's always this uh, conversation between my husband and I in our house because, again, I'm visual. He's the researcher. And so his mind is like, if we're going to buy something, it has to be the best quality of anything. And that quality comes with the cost. Right. And so. Things like the flower you just showed or the pots or stuff, 
are game for me because it looks just as yeah. good. I don't have to have something super high quality. And on the other side of that, if it breaks, one, I don't really care. And two, I might just break it anyway because I want to get something new. <laughs> so it's like, it's replaceable, right? It's, it's something that like, if it doesn't have to cost that much, then changing up the design, which I like to do, is more affordable to do. Yes, you can, you know, obviously like send that stuff, uh, yard sales or whatever, right? You're not going to just throw it out. But, you know, it's nice to be able to change it. And then when you change it and you give it away, somebody else changes theirs, right? And so we just kind of all cycle. Um, I know that you had said you also go to thrift stores and yard sales and things like that. And I find lots of stuff there too. It, you know, it depends on your own particular taste, but I find that, you know, a lot of people, especially, especially at thrift stores and yard sales, they don't necessarily, sometimes they don't know what they're, they're selling or giving away, right? Somebody said that they found a necklace like mine, which is mine's, mine's a knockoff necklace, but it's a Tiffany necklace, right? And it's got the heart. And one of the people I just talked to said, you know, I went to a yard sale and it was legitly that Tiffany necklace and they didn't know what they were selling. And it's like, yeah, you, you go and you get that, right? So, um, but for me, you know, as long as I don't turn green, essentially, like it's real, it's just, you know, it's a knockoff. As long as I don't turn green, then I'm good with it, right? So um, I just don't find, I'd rather put my money somewhere else. I like the decor, but I just, I'd rather do other things with my money, so. I think, you know, I think you and your husband have a really good balance. Um, and you can tell him I said this. He acknowledged that, you know, you should put your money in the couch, the chair, like the big pieces, you know, your television, dining room, all that stuff. But so he's right on that hand, on that, that hand. But on the other hand, you're right too. Like, honestly, you know, <clears throat> if, if I did a tour of my house, I think your listeners would and your audience would be shocked at how much stuff I have that I've thrifted. And you're like the pictures behind me, they're they're on wood, they're gorgeous. I bought them at Value Village for like 15 bucks together. So um the thing that I hear as well is when you're going to home sales, value village, yard sales. So many people say to me, how do I know what I like? You know, a lot of people don't know what their style is, but that's really about what makes you happy. So if you see something, just like clothing, your clothing reflects who you are. Your home should reflect who you are. So if you see something that sort of catches your eye and you're like, wow, buy it, because that's yourself telling you know, you, that you like it. Uh, and you can't go wrong. You know, most people... They ask, oh, you know, what's the trend? What's the color? What's the trend? Well, trends will leave in six months. And you don't want your house to be a trend. You want your home, be it in a retirement home, condo, house, wherever. You want it to be your home. And I'm sure all of us have been in people's homes where you've walked in and went, this is so you. Oh, my gosh, this is so you. And then the flip side is, mm, this house doesn't feel like you. Yeah. You know, so it, it definitely goes both ways, 100%. The other thing about the thrift store shopping and yard sales is that sometimes you come across pieces that don't exist. Like you can't just go to a store and buy 
the stuff that you can buy in thrift stores. There's a, there's a reason. Well, there, there's multiple reasons that thrift stores exist, but that's one of the reasons you would go there because things are different. They don't, they're not, you know, just what's on trend in the store. Right. And, and, and it's and interesting. And if you like different types of styles and you're like me and you, I'm never on trend, I don't even know what the trend is. So, you know, I just do whatever is, you know, feeling right or whatever I like. Right. And I just do it that way. But that's why thrifting is a little bit inter more interesting because you get these things that you just can't pick up, generally speaking. Um, so can you give us some of your top tips and strategies that you use with your clients? Sure. It's um, number one is surround yourself with things you love. 100%. And for me, when I go tour a home with a client, I'll tell you where their best stuff is in the guest room closet or in the basement. That's where the most treasured items are. Because, you know, I start talking about this type of philosophy and they're like, wait right here, run downstairs, bring this stuff up. It, that's just what it is. So really, that's like my number one tip. Um, and that Surrounding yourself with things you love doesn't necessarily mean old things. It could be something that you thrift or something that you buy at HomeSense or anything. If you like it, it makes you smile, like surround yourself with it. Especially, you know, um, for me, I've had a health challenge this past year. And I can't tell you how comforting it was for me coming home every day to my home where I felt like you know, the, these arms are hugging me. And, and many people don't realize that. Yeah, they say their home is their place, their safe place, but it really is. It really, especially when you're going through, you know, illness, a death in the family, a divorce. That to me is the time when it even, you know, should help you more in a strange way. Um, less is more. I mentioned that earlier. Um, yeah, when there's too much stuff, too much clutter, it just visually, if you're stressed out in your life, I can almost guarantee you that your home is cluttered, 100%. And clutter, clutter grows like bunnies multiply. You know, they just, it starts out little manageable, and the next thing you know, you turn around and there's just so much clutter everywhere. Um, and really, just having a home that you love you know, to entertain your friends, you know, be spend time with your family, um, stress-free, really stress-free. That's, those are like, and I know these tips sound, they, they really sound and like they're coming from the emotional part of life, but they are. And to me, your home should be emotional because that's where you're packaged every day, you know? For sure. I often tell people that who are moving into retirement living and they need to bring like a few dishes or whatnot, they, there's so many people that love the good dishes, right? But they never use the good dishes. So I, more often than not, I'm saying bring the good dishes and use them. You're more, more often than not as well, the other generations aren't wanting the good dishes anymore, right? A lot of people, it's hard to pass them. And so why have them sit somewhere or, or get rid of them when you really love them? Just use them. I mean, what else are we going to do with them? And so there's a lot of people, like you said, have stuff in the basement, the guest closet that are just, they love so much, but they don't want to wreck it. They don't want it to break or whatever it is. 
But the alternative is they don't get to see it at all. So, you know, you're going to have to take a bit of a chance on maybe it will get broken or maybe it'll get sun damaged or something. Take some care, but mm-hmm. use the good dishes, right? Well, it's funny. Uh, I, you just made me think about a client. I was at her place a few weeks ago and she moved in from a, an apartment that she had for years and moved into a, a house. So she was so excited and I went in and um, I said, okay, so for your family room area, what's going to be your inspiration? Every room, every space needs inspiration. And she said, you know, Sue, she said, my grandmother 50 years ago uh, needle pointed a picture that I love. I love it. I want it to be front and center because I want her energy in my new home. This it was beautiful. The colors were outstanding. It was just so awesome. Her whole main floor is going to flow from that picture. And she's starting to gather things and, and pull things together. And every once in a while, I'll get a text from her. She's like, I'm, my heart is so happy. Like, I'm so happy. You know, I'm not finished by far, but I could see pieces of the puzzle coming together. Um, and that's, that's her grandmother her grandma's energy in her home and it makes her feel so happy that's, you know that's wonderful yeah i definitely i understand that from my point of view too i definitely have pieces like that in my house and in every time i complete a space i mean we don't do it all at the same time but you know when i complete a little space and i'm working towards it it's like oh yeah what like like what people say when they move into retirement, why didn't I do this like three years ago, right? Because you don't know until you see it. And then, you know, your life is that much better for it. So thank you so much for joining me today. Can you let our audience know how to get a hold of you? Should they like the Sue Touch in their home? Oh, absolutely. So if you want the Sue Touch, you can visit my website, Decor Therapy decortherapyplus.com or I invite you to also visit me on Facebook Decor Therapy Plus and uh, it's just so much fun sharing inspiration I share lots of tips and I share realistic before and afters as well to really inspire and that's why I'm here I'm here to inspire homeowners for sure well thanks so much again Sue I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today thank you And there you have it for today's show. If you found it helpful, please share with your networks, like us on YouTube or the podcast app that you're listening to. Remember, support is only one conversation away and support can look like many different things as you've seen on many episodes of Artful Aging. So thanks so much for joining me today. From me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. 